previously on Not The Voice, The Microphone, the Pass The Mic story. I think that was the first time also we had more people who matched our voice. So we had Aaron, you know, obviously Elle was there, you know, there were, it became something where we opened up now, oh, there are other people that can also hop on past the mic and replicate the same energy that past the mic has. And it's not going to be us, but it's like, it's another person who's like, just like us. We you know, they do all the same things we can do. And that was like a big change. And so we carried that energy into October when we had our meeting in Memphis. So we had a live show in Memphis, which was nuts because we had a live show in Memphis on like two days notice. So we still have a live audience here. Live audience, make some noise. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Again, we are here at Fellowship Memphis in the great city of Memphis. Wasn't it like two days notice or like three days notice or something like that? Or a week? Uh, It was very short. Yeah. It's like super short. Maybe a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, I cannot, I cannot remember his name, but shout out to him. Hooked us up with his church. Uh, hooked us up with the church. It was actually Brian Laris Church. Jason. It was Jason. Yeah, Pastor Jason. And it was actually a campus of Brian Laris Church. And he was like, yeah, you can meet up here, open it up. We didn't know who was going to show up. Now, mind you, I think like first at that live point, event. Like our first live event, we had never done a live podcast before. We don't know what we're doing. I think at that at that point, 80 people showed up or something yeah. like that. Maybe 100. I don't know. So this is, this is critical, right? Because at this time, the RAND team is in the process of becoming the witness team. Yeah. So we had officially changed over because at LDR, we had recorded the episode that was going to be the changeover. I don't think we announced it yet, though, did we? No, no. we hadn't. So we had officially, we were officially getting ready to announce it on the 31st. That's when we announced Day. all the big things. October 31st. So we were getting ready to announce it, but we had recorded it and we were concerned like, are, are people going to rock with us? Oh, is yeah. It was care? a big question. Like, is it going to be a, sh- a change or a shift? Is it going to be a brand confusion? All the above. But this is big. Hang on. I, I think we need to like name some names here because like, and we did kind of in passing, but just to be clear, because like, yeah, we had some different folks with us as we were having some of this, but like Elodie Leroy, Aaron James, course, like like the three of us, like this was the, like essentially kind of the new founders of this new organization yeah. as it was coming together right then and there. Sure. Crucial. Like, we're doing all the stuff we didn't know what to do with ticket sales. We didn't know what to do with errors. We didn't, we didn't have our stripe together, like all the above. And then we see all these people and we're like, dang, so should we sell some merch? Like before this, what happened though, what happened that day before the event is we all got together and we asked the question that says, okay, if we're going to do this thing called a witness, do we all need to live in the same city? Mm-hmm. Do we all need to uh, start a church so the, so the argument was let's live in the same city let's start a church can an event and I was like what in the world are y'all talking about like everybody was like oh yeah yeah I was like what like how are we having this conversation and I remember Bo was so upset he was so mad because he was like bro this is the moment we come together have energy and I said actually well why don't we just do like a tour or something like why don't we just do a tour which is so weak like compared to like all moving into the same city and establishing something like like it's a completely different there's a what if if there was a what if yes that's the what if because we've always talked about like the what if we didn't do this what if we, and on things that we would have never done but like what if we had actually done that like that's a completely different timeline. <laughs> All of this looks so different. Everything would have been different if we would have moved to sort of. So the, for those of you who are wondering, we were planning on doing three things. We we're planning on all moving to the same. This is the proposal: move to the same city, theoretically Memphis. Move to Memphis, start a church, and then start a denomination. 
Like those are the three or things we were doing. Churches, yeah. Possibly a seminary. There was there was a couple of different. Yeah, and then things, there was yeah. a seminary institution. And I was just sitting there like, I remember. So what was why was Aaron was going with it? Y'all were like, oh shoot, like well I'm not locked down. Like I could probably move here. And I feel like y'all were ready for a fresh start from Jackson. And we all ready for a fresh start. <laughs> well, I mean, let's like, keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean. <laughs> y'all ready for a fresh start? Y'all like, man, too I much. love Jackson. Man, get me the heck out of Jackson. I feel like that's what y'all were thinking. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I don't know. And I feel like Bo was so upset because it was like, oh, snap. And I was like, bro, are you okay? Aaron and I talked about it. And I think Aaron was open to it because he was in a season of transition, too. He was going to go if you were going to go. Yeah, I think he was like, okay, I I can I, I can only do this if it's you. And I'm like, bro, I just got married two years ago. I'm trying to figure out if this church thing gonna work out. If I'm gonna take over ND, like I was just thinking all these things. Like, and I felt like it was just too fast. I felt like we didn't actually have a plan in place, and I felt like we would have just moved on a wing and a prayer. Now I look back on it and I say, if we had done that, it would have worked out. I think so. Yeah. We would have found a way to work it out. We would have found a way to work it out. But I also think if we had done it, I think we would have left each other sooner. So we that still together. Yes. We still together. It would have worked out. But I think we wouldn't we wouldn't have made it through the pandemic. Like, I feel like it's one of those things. That's interesting. What would the pandemic have done? Or would there even be a pandemic in that alternate timeline? <laughs> 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 no, so, but that's that's important. So, I mean, if y'all are wondering, there was a time where we were talking about playing the church, making it real, playing the church. I feel like we would have lost the PTM energy then, though, for sure. It speaks to the the refugee status many of us felt. Right. And the searching for a landing place. And is that fair to go in as refugees into a city that you don't have a tie, like ties with and establish a church like that when you're not tied to this? Like, there was a lot of like like... You know, yeah, there were two things that I think we were we were considering. In fairness, I think the two things that we're considering is Memphis is a place where they kill King, mm-hmm. and Memphis is the hub of so many different church movements, including Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it was, it was like very symbolic. City. It was like a very symbolic city. Yeah. We were like, let's start something new here, in the shadow of what has already been in the South, you know, centrally located in the South, like all that. And I feel like that's kind of the energy we were on, and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. So then I suggested a tour. And then right after that, we go. Uh, hang on now. You suggested a conference. No, I suggested a tour. I thought I suggested a court tour and push back to the conference. No, I suggested a tour. I remember it because you were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else had, I think it was Aaron has said a conference or, or Jamar has said a conference. But I know for a fact I did the tour. I think you incepted me on this one. Okay, fair enough. No, I mean, I yeah. believe you. <laughs> like literally put it in your feet. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, because remember I was saying like, let's go to London. I was like, let's go to London. Let's go to Cape Town, South Africa. Like, I was like, let's do it. Let's do a real thing. International. You know? Right. Like, let's do an international thing because we had so many. At that point, y'all, you got to understand we had so much juice in 2017. Okay. This is what's in the works. Okay. <laughs> Yo, we are going to see Black Panther in Pensacola. Everybody. Everybody. We invite all y'all to come see Black Panther with us. In Pensacola, Florida, get in February. Costume. Get your clothes. With your baby. costume, man. This is gonna be crazy. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get past that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get so off. our other cities. <laughs> yeah, there are some other. Not cities. just Pensacola. Okay, okay. Yeah. Where my Dallas residents at? We coming to Dallas. We coming. No particular my, order. No particular order. Atlanta. Where my DC residents at? DC. Where my Hotlanta residents Atlanta. at? 
Where my LA at? LA and where my New York at? New York City. Where my New Orleans at? We might even take it international. What? Maybe. Where we gonna go? Where we gonna Everything go, Jamar? Lines up. We wanna. We wanna. Like it was uh, like so much gas. Hang out with our chaps. That it was like, what could we do? And that's to the point. We were literally like, oh, we could probably raise enough money to plant a church and move everybody here and everything. That, that's how that's so much gas we had in and that that's moment. That's before we even changed the name. That's mm-hmm. before we even changed the name. Then the name change comes. People are talking about Jamar, Jamar, I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more, bro. Okay, okay. We got to tell them. All, right. All right. What's the name, brother? We changed and ran. Well, so what's the name? What are, what are we now? Who are we now, brother? The new name of the Reformed African American Network is... The Witness, subtitled, A Black Christian Collective. The Witness, A Black Christian Collective. So, brother, this is crazy. So, we're moving away from... Everybody, both for us and against us, understands. Right. It's like, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. we get this. Yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, it's probably for the best. That makes but sense. the most gratifying responses to me were from black people who were like, I'm so glad y'all choosing me. Now I can rock with you the way I've been wanting to rock with you. So this is why I was like, yeah, if we didn't change the name, and I've mentioned this before in the um, my Leave Loud episode, if we didn't change the name, I wasn't going to stay. So this is kind of an interesting candidate event. Uh because there had been two times I thought about leaving. The first time was in the early, early days due to some personal issues we won't get into. The second time was after like after we did the name change, which I was part of. I mean, like we were a part of the discussion, everything else. But I just remember thinking, like, do I add value here slash belong here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that like yeah. there was no threat, like there was nothing like, oh, like, oh, they don't want me or anything, nothing like that. But there was just kind of this question of like, is me being here still adding value or detracting in some form or fashion? No, you definitely said that out loud too. Like you were trying to figure out what's your place. So I drove up to Memphis to take Jamar out to breakfast before, like right before the announcement. To hear Jamar tell it, I tried to convince him not to change the name. Don't change the name, man. I don't don't think you should do it. Like, bro, we've already been through a retreat. Like, we decided, like, it's happening. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> see, I just, <laughs> white man was trying to come around. Like, he was like, trying, like, like but, block, block, block. We just, <laughs> we just brought this conversation up uh, a day or two ago because one of his concerns at the time was not so much the name, but staying in the conversation, staying um, in these communities where you can agitate, where you can be the gadfly, where you can say you can't get away with this kind of thing. And that when we changed the name, it was more than a name change. It was a it was an emphasis shift. It was a priority shift so that we would not actually be because we caused all this ruckus when right. the James Whites of the world knew about us. Right. right? When all these folks did. Now, the trade-off was we were expending so much energy and getting so many scars and at the same time not serving our core audience of black Christians as well as we could. So for me, it was worth the trade-off, but it was true to an extent that they didn't – no longer were we the same kind of presence in those circles. Right. That's the the thing. Like, y'all love the PCA so much. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, they love the PCA too much. Like that's literally what I thought. Like, oh, you love, and at that time I didn't make it to PCA, but I said I feel like they love Reformed theology too much. 
See, I even made the argument to you at times. I was like, it's not like, what about you circa five years ago? Like, are we leaving that person behind? Yeah, like, I feel like if 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 me circa five years ago, if I could go back. then Well, 15 years well, or whatever. Fi- now, yeah. <laughs> <Not that laughs> like, but at that point, if it was like, oh, me circa five years ago, my thought process was I would want the organization to be different. Because back then I was listening to Vody Bakum. This is my point. And so like, like, so we, if, if the con, if the connotation is now we're leaving, so they're going to cut us off anyway, we're leaving them in the dust anyway. It, but the point is that there was that, but like, then there was also this kind of personal standpoint of too, like, where do I fit in all this? Cause I have no earthly idea. So there was like, there was these two That's different fair. factors yeah. there. Now that one I understood. Like the other, I don't think I said, don't change the name. Like, right. you know how Jamar kind of misremembers <laughs> things. Like nah, Jamar, nah, he's, saying, he's saying that confident. I see his body language. <laughs> He like, nah, he did that. He guilty. Yeah. Well, like that 50 cent meme, nah, he did that ish. We'll ask Janae, because I know I talked to her about it afterwards. So she'll 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 set the record straight. But yeah, it was an important meeting because it was one of the first meetings that you and I just had like a heart to heart. And of yeah. course it's over food. Brother Juniper's breakfast. Ooh, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. breakfast. <laughs> and so after that 2018 happens, we have a tour. I remember uh first stop of the tour was Pensacola because we were going to see Black Panther. And here, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Blue Check Verify himself, the president of the Wakanda International Exchange, <laughs> Jamar Tisby. What's up, bro? Brother Tyler, just, just Long give me live a the minute. King, bro. Long live the king. Bro, just give me a minute to take that in. We just saw the Black Panther movie. I just saw it for the first time. Yeah. You for the second time. You got time. that glow. Oh, yeah. You're I really got speechless. Glow. You're like oh, pacing back and forth. You're sweating. Yo. And we invited the audience to go see Black Panther. I invited a church to go see Black Panther. I remember we bought so many tickets. The lady at the counter said, I've never seen a receipt that long. You know, it was that many people who had come out. And then we went to the church fellowship hall. And, you know, we had, you know, a meal and had a live podcast, a couple of live podcasts. And it was special. It was like, wow. A couple of people traveled from like Destin, came from like Destin or Panama City. You know, the whole team came in, you know, got to show them around Pensacola, you know, that type of thing. It was really special. And then we go on this tour. Now, mind you, right at this point, there's something brewing because in March 2018, that's when we have the episode about the quiet exodus. Right. So now it's like, okay, now something's brewing in the midst of all of this. But as we're doing this, we're going to Dallas. Not live that we are in Dallas. Dallas, can you make some noise? To New York. Live is off the train. So much fun. Thank y'all for having us. It's so much fun. Shout out to New York. To ATL, which was a crazy show. I remember ATL was a show I feel like I found the voice I have now. On Twitter, hmm. at Burns23. Y'all good. I like Atlanta. And joining me as always at is the, the ATL show. The witness, the man I feel like that was a crazy show. That was special for a lot of reasons. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from, from ATL, also like, I, lit- I know of literally podcasts and organizations that were started from people in the audience who were at the ATL wow. show because they said, they turned to each other and said, we can do this too. And they literally started something out of it. Yeah, like Alethea, Matthew, who um, have the Roll Down podcast, mm-hmm. they were there and they were literally like, we can, wow. we should do a podcast one day. I remember Jack calling you on stage, like like a really kind of like raw emotional moment. Do you remember that? Yeah. On the phone? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, yeah. And you just, you answered it, and then you're like, that's why I do it. You, you, yeah. you, you got emotion. Oh, like, <laughs> listen, it's more important well, than this podcast. Listen, okay? listen. Hey, man, say hi to everybody. Say hi. This is the, this is the little one. 
Yeah, there he is. Hey. Say hey, little man. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Superhero. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you. I'm, 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 I'm recording a show, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later, okay? Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, give it up for that. We're going to keep that in the show. That's completely unedited. We're not going to edit that out. When people say, why you do this? That's it. Yeah, talk about it. I mean, real talk. So my black son doesn't have to live in the same kind of world that I live in. That's it. That's it. Jamar doesn't get emotional all that much. (laughs) It was real special. It was powerful. Yeah. That was really nice. So we hit those cities and then we had the DC house party, which was epic. DC, DC, what's happening? They sound tired, yo. (laughs) (laughs) That's the itis. We just ate. (laughs) That was great. It was just. Y'all had a big old debate about hip hop. From Kanye West. That shaped. No, no, no. You guys, oh, hold up, hold up. So what you're telling me is 808s and Heartbreak did not have decades-long impact on how hip-hop presents itself. That's what you guys are saying. Someone, someone stand up and tell me that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but they preferred 90s or 2000s. I just said 2000s. I said my preference and everybody attacked me. And then I stood my ground and then they end up talking themselves in circles. That's how I remember it. Man, we, <laughs> yeah, so, um, if, if, if you haven't noticed, Tyler wins every argument, according I saw, to Tyler. I, lo- I lost a lot of them. Nah, I, I took an L on that one, but it was more like like I'm cool with taking an L because I feel like y'all aren't gonna acknowledge what already is, which is you know. Anyway, I'm, I'm the house party. That was a cool concept. It was the first time we ever tried something like that. Yes. Would y'all want Intimate. us to bring back house parties? Well, yeah. So that was before, like right before Airbnb shut down, like the oh, ability right. to do that kind of stuff. And so, like, we just was, have to get somebody's house, like somebody's real house. Oh yeah, no yeah. Bring, like, if to y'all house. want us to do house parties, like hit us up seriously. That actually be. I think we would amazing. do that. I think that would be like a for lot folks of folks who aren't familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the house so, party was. Uh, <laughs> it's like no, it's not like house party the movie, like a PTM live. Yeah, was, although uh, we actually we did use the house party uh, logo, logo yeah, to promote. Yeah, yeah. It was very good promotion. That's so fire, so man. we had it was it was a PTM live, but instead of a larger venue like a, a church fellowship hall or whatever it might be. It was literally in the living room of a house and it was a more intimate gathering. It felt like almost like a tiny desk type of thing. Yeah, It was just it was really fire. cool, smooth, chill, grown folks, energy, honest conversation. It was much more interactive with the group. Incredible. It, it was a great time. The it's energy totally on there was like amazing. Like it was... Bro, it was family reunion. Yeah. It was very... Int- like I honestly, you know, as, as cool as it would be to do that again, I don't know that we could. What do you mean? I Limited like... Tickets available. Exactly. Like I feel like like if we were to try that now, it'd be very interesting to see how we would manage the demand Oh, I, I think I don't know if it's I don't know if we on that level. <laughs> like, you know we would need Jay Z's house. <laughs> I don't know if we gotta have Chris Brown's house for that. <laughs> I, I would well, be down like you know like thirty people. Like I think that would be. Like, I guess we wouldn't promote out the location publicly. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure yeah, out when it's somebody oh, else's house. Type, you know what I mean? So, you know like, what's interesting <laughs> though? Like what's interesting is like right after that, I went to South Africa, and this was a Canon uh, event for me, a Canon mm. moment. Because I went to Cape Town and I was speaking at the Justice Conference South Africa and it was, you know, I think it was like a thousand people in the room, whatever. So I rocked stage over there, did a justice thing from the and, state's uh, perspective, from the perspective of the here, states. From drinking in your beautiful country and culture 
from the opportunity to worship with you today, listening and learning from you. I feel like this, this, this feels like home a little bit to me. And it feels like home not just because of a geographic location or because of a place of genetic origin, but it feels like home because of our shared spiritual communion in God. It feels like home because wherever the people of God are, no matter what country and continent that might be on, there is refuge and safety. So the question that a I'm lot of people came up to me afterwards because for literally for them over there, like for some of them over there, I looked at a lot of them and I saw, wow, y'all are incredible. Like y'all have lived, y'all were born into apartheid. You know, you saw it go down like that type of thing. I looked at them like y'all are incredible. They looked at us like we were superheroes. It was weird, like because they were like, oh, we can't. Where do y'all get the ability to be that bold? We seem really free. Yeah, like there was like a freedom. And then this, this, uh, it's so funny, this white guy, um, down in South Africa, uh, shout out to John. John, um, says, Hey, we got this, uh, podcast, uh, Yellow Mensa, this, uh, organization called Isifambano. Like, hey, like, you know, we'd love to, there's a couple of people that really like listen to the podcast, love it. Before you go on Sunday, like, could you swing by? Like, I can swing you by. Now, I don't know this man from nowhere. Like, but a couple of people are like putting dubs on him, say, yeah, no, he's cool. So go to his house. I walk in. I'm expecting, you know, it's like five, six people there, you know, like, cool. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It was over 40 people in his living room. And they're literally like, there's pizza and they're literally like sitting down. And they're having a conversation with me and they're saying, yeah, we, we gather around and we get together and listen to the podcast mm. and we have food and we talk about it. And they're asking me ministry questions and all this. And I'm like, I was just like totally unprepared. Like it was like an interview, like a non-recorded interview. I was totally unprepared. They're taking pictures with me. They're like, can I take a picture with you and everything? I'm like, that was the moment where I was like, oh, snap, like. People are actually caring in in on Cape Town. On another continent, in another continent. on a whole another yes. continent. I'm like, what? Like, I, we want to. We need oh, to be listening to you, right? <laughs> you know. And that was a moment of like, it actually really, it made Pastor Mike holy. Hmm. It was like this is holy work. It's holy work, man. Like stuff they be going through, dog. Like people don't know I heard their stories Like I looked in their eyes Like I was like Nah this is holy man Like I've got to take This thing serious And I looked at At what I was doing You know here And I was like I ain't got it that bad Mm. You know Like Mm. let me get up off the mat Mm. Let me pick my head up And stop feeling sorry For myself And let me make sure These episodes are excellent since we're being like open and honest about things yeah, and like confessing way. things um <laughs> i remember i remember in dc you telling me about your experience there and i also remember part of that conversation led into the conversation of what does the witness look like beyond us yeah yeah and specifically thinking like what is with jamar tisby being such a big name you weren't part of this conversation, Jamar. Is, is Tyler and I were talking like, like with Jamar Tisby being such a big name, he's gonna like we were like Tyler was like Jamar's gonna blow up. He's gonna be huge. 
Not the like, first time he was wrong, but uh, no, this was speaking prophetically but to didn't I like say that I say he's about to blow. Yes, up. like like very specifically speaking, what your career was about to be. I said, I said bestseller. I said that. I said that. yes, yes. I and said so, that. <laughs> Prophetic. Hey. <laughs> there was this question of like, okay, so what does, if it gets to the point where he needs to launch beyond us, or how does the witness exist and thrive as the witness, not just a Jamar Tisby, you know, product or something of that nature, right? But like to be its own thing. What is, what is this thing that is still early on? What is this going to be beyond us? And so a lot of conversations started happening then and there about how do we legacy build even now in its infancy. You remember that? Yeah, absolutely. I think 2018, though, and Jamar, you can speak to this probably, like, that was a year we felt like, oh, the witness can be a major thing for the future of the church versus just something we do. Well, we had this newfound freedom and energy now that we weren't the reformed African-American network. Right. Because in some ways, that was a tether to an identity and a community that didn't appreciate us, didn't really want us as it was evident. And then when we cut that tie and created the witness of Black Christian Collective, now we're like, oh, we have all these freedoms and opportunities. What might we do with with now that we don't have this weight holding us down and holding us back? So we had flush with different ideas. That's when we did the tour, right? That's when we because speaking to you all our listeners encountering you in person hearing your stories hearing how you resonated unbelievable that's what said like you said this is holy that's also what said well what could this be right you know how can we expand this continue this build this um so there was just a lot of creative energy at that point and the 31st of 2018 was when we announced that we right. were going to have a conference. You know, God calls us to things that, that are going to stretch Amen. us, and we trust God Amen. to provide. So, without further ado, we are officially announcing the Witness National Ooh. Conference 2019. Bruh. It's coming up. Bruh. I'm so excited about yeah. this. I'm so hyped, man. man. I think mainly because it's just an opportunity to meet everyone, to to gather. We've been pushing towards that. When's the national gathering? When's the national gathering? And we had many gatherings with the tour stops. But man, to now bring everybody together. Whoo, you got to tell them the theme, Jamar. Because we've been kicking around. What okay. would If we did have a national gathering, what would be the theme? And I think the theme that you're yes. about to give them is really the theme for the witness in 2019. And it's going to be something that's super important for us to center on. And I think our listeners are going to be really encouraged by it as well. So the theme for the witness 2019 national conference is joy and justice, continuing the 400 year journey. There's we a announced that we were going to have a conference. So the conversation that happened there was behind the scenes, completely uh, Somebody in the black Christian space had pulled Jamar to the side and say, let's get all the different organizations together that you you know of and, you know, that are in our little space and let's bring them together and have a big one day event. And the witness would be one of seven organizations that would come together, to have a one day event. Jamar told me about that. He said, we don't need to do a conference. Let's do that. I paused. I put the phone on mute, cussed, um, <laughs> took the phone off of mute. <laughs> 
and told Jamar, I said, we need to do a conference. We need to do our own conference. And I think that was one of the first, we had a pretty spicy back and forth, if I remember that. Right. Do I remember that right? I don't remember. It it might have been you and me because we fought about that kind of stuff all well, the time. Well, no, I remember this is the this was a moment where somebody had approached him. Yeah, and he had told me I was in Chicago, and I was on the phone, and he was like, "Oh, we're gonna do this," and I called him. I said, "No, we're not gonna do that." Like I really like went, and I it, Jamar's point like to it was not about the conference. It was about can we do this logistically and money wise? Can we actually handle? the logistics scheduling planning of an actual conference mm. and in fairness to him and in really to my shame i didn't know what that took yet <laughs> almost like killed no me. almost took me out but it was also about we haven't really talked about this because it's more the witness than ptm but it was also about how do we as the witness interact with other similar black christian groups yeah which has not and, and it's still in somewhat flux, right? Yeah. So so not participating in this thing when every other group was similar group was would have looked a particular way. Yeah, like I think I think you know it's been interesting. Which that conference never happened, by the way. So yeah, like it never happened. I think a lot of different groups that you know people would know of when they when their connection with us. I think we really respect their work. Think their work is dope. I think part of what makes us us is the unique voice and not just the unique voice, but the unique ethos of almost like these folks even make, it's almost like, yo, we make even black Christian folks uncomfortable. And that's part of the appeal because part of the appeal is nobody signs our checks like that. So we could call out anybody right now that works in reverse because sometimes it's like, yo, we, we become overtly like, isolated. And um, I was having a real good conversation in an event both he and I spoke at. Well, no, it, it was an event he spoke at. Um, I did something small, but it wasn't a keynote or anything, but it was me and Show Baraka. And when we sat down and talked, it was really cool to hear him talk about his what he was navigating, what I was navigating. And it really gave light to both of us to say like, oh, snap, like, you know, we have a lot more in common in this work than what we knew. He's like, man, I didn't even know this. And he was saying some things like, man, I didn't even know that. You know, and it was so, so there's like an unhealthy isolation when it comes to like things like and campaign or like a Jude three or like, you know, back then when they had call and response and just gospel. But then there was another side of things, which was like, you know what, fam, we got to kind of be that space where people don't feel like we're, we're so close that we couldn't take a different opinion than somebody else. On the next, not the voice, the microphone, the pass the mic story. This was the benefit of pass them. In, in my head, I was like, well, this is really nice that pass the mic exists because this gives kind of this touch point between the foundation, between the organization. Jamar has sent this text that says, I know there was a quiet exodus, you know, but sometimes we, we actually need to leave loud. I knew it was an important story to tell, but I hadn't yet told it in detail, partly because, but I will say, telling the story was part of my healing journey. <laughs>